0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode 22 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here as always with Megan Francis. Hey Megan. Hey Sarah, how you doing? I'm good. Happy October. Happy October to you. Yes, we are going to actually talk about fall today, the fall season and the things we love and maybe some uh, fall envy that I have out here in Southern California. Because um, I will say the day it turned October here, it got chilly. Oh, I'm but jealous. But in the, like
1: an Awesomely fall chilly kind of a way, a crispy way, which I, think I don't. People I don't. A
0: hot September, not just here. Yes. Oh no! Like all really over, hot. You know.
1: Yeah. It was. It was like eighty last week. So this is a big shift. Um, but it's like the
0: best kind of crispy. You know, it's not too crispy. Yeah, yet, and it's every so. change is welcome in the beginning. I think so. Um, I know people get really amped up about fall, so we're gonna have fun with this one. I think. Um, but first, I want to mention really quick though as well. Yeah. That
1: this show is going to be a little shorter, as will the next one, because Sarah and I are taping two shows back-to-back today because we're going to be together one My week life. from today. In, in real life, because Sarah is coming to the Beyond Retreat.
0: I am. I'm coming to Michigan. Michigan. I demand fall foliage, by the way. Like, I You're d- going to
1: see some. I mean, it's not going to be, you know. Well, a, a lot can happen in a week. We'll see how cold okay. it gets. But because, well, at least because pres- September was so hot, yeah. you know, it, it didn't just didn't get super it's not really orange out
0: there just i yet. think I'll be you'll easy. see some i'll be easy to impress okay good. i just want a little autumnal beauty <laughs> okay. um yeah so we are gonna, we're gonna double up today episodes will run as normal on tuesday late tuesday-ish usually is when we publish um but we're gonna tape two and then be together in real life next weekend Yay. i know it's great um, we'll, we'll
1: instagram something
0: Yes, we will Instagram our brains out that weekend. (laughs) Speaking of Instagram, let's do our increasingly more regular, regular segment, I believe. We've been a little more regular about this. So we're going to give you guys a peek into what we've been up to lately via our Instagram streams. We like to pick one from each other's stream and kind of put each other on the hot seat. So... Megan and I checked your Instagram this morning and laughed out loud at your sweet oldest boy's school picture, Jacob's senior year photo. So tell us about it.
1: So Jacob has been trolling um, <laughs> school picture day for years now. The first time, I don't even know it. it. And in fact, I put on Facebook three pictures in a row. Yeah, the side by side. Put, Yeah, but there's another one that I can't find where he actually went to retake day. So here's the story. <laughs> he went to his, I think, his sophomore year. He went to school picture day. And he like made his hair, he like parted his hair down the middle, and then pulled like a big, you know, the is it the guy from the Munsters or the Adam's family? Who was it? The little the vampire kid? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Who had like
1: the hair that went right down the middle of his
0: forehead? Yeah, um, I can picture it, but I'm pop culture yeah, yeah, yeah. illiterate. So. He kind
1: of did that, and <laughs> in the first one it was just that, and then I got you know he brought the pictures home, and I was like, oh Jacob, come on now, can you can you just go to retakes day and take a better picture? <laughs>
0: So he went to retake Keeping day. Keeping in mind, this isn't a five-year-old who just has the corny smile. Like, this is this is an intentional. This was very intentional.
1: <laughs> so then he goes back on retakes day, and he does the exact – he's wearing the same orange hoodie, which, by the way, no longer even fits him. I mean, it looks really goofy on him. Um, but he did the same thing with his hair. This time he kind of twisted it, and then he kind of, like, smiled to so this tooth is kind of hanging out. I mean <laughs> – It's hilarious. So I've been taking pictures of it every year. Well, this year he goes back. And of course, this year, you know, if he ever gets around to actually making an appointment for his actual senior photos, um, he'll replace it in the yearbook. So this won't be in the yearbook one thing. One one would hope. But he went back, same hoodie, same hair, but this time he must have borrowed a pair of glasses from somebody. I don't even know, but they're like they're kind of like the like nerdy glasses you would expect like your dad to be wearing in the 70s. (laughs) And so he brought home the pictures yesterday and we're just like, Oh, Jacob, it is funny. I mean, I'd I'd much rather have that picture of him than just some standard, you know, school picture. Well, and
0: it completely shows his personality, right? He's a little bit of like a questioner, like a little anti-establishment, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. (laughs) He doesn't care what anyone thinks about how he looks in his picture. He's just like, Hey. Hey guys, this is how I'm showing up. So he's, he's a very funny kid. That is awesome. And, uh, well, we won't put, so we'll put we'll that picture put in the side show. by
0: side because yes, that for hoodie, sure. the recurrence of the orange hoodie is pretty, it really bold. makes it. Otherwise yeah, you could yeah, maybe yeah. think, Oh, huh, I guess we didn't take the best picture with no, right? <laughs> the intentional orange no. hoodie year after year. Yes, great. exactly.
1: Pretty great. All yeah. Right. Okay. So for you, the one that I picked out, well, there's several actually. Are you guys at the beach? Yes. Um the reason they came to my mind I haven't been on Instagram a whole lot lately but my husband who follows you know John follows your Instagram feed quite closely Sarah because you, he thinks because, your kids are adorable he covets this and because he, he yeah he covets <laughs> so- SoCal. He wants to live in Southern California like really badly. So <laughs> This morning on his way to work, he's like, and just tell Sarah. I said the fact that she's at the beach right now is a bunch of bull crap. So he is not happy about that. But you're at the beach because Violet got her cast I off. I know she
0: got her cast off. So she um if you listen, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but she fractured her elbow. She's two and a half. She was in a full cast, like armpit to wrist. Um for it really was only four weeks of the cast, which was great. Could have been a lot longer. We didn't have to have surgery and all that. So it's good. But the cast is off so um, we she can get it wet again. So our last month of summer or summer into fall, we had to steer clear of the pool and the beach. But yesterday I took them after school. There's this great beach um, where we are called Baby Beach. And it's like a little inlet. It's like Baby by a beach? harbor. Oh, that's so cute. Okay. So, so there's no um, waves. So oh, it's okay. like it's like a little it's like being at the edge of a little lake. So for me, mm-hmm. if I'm by myself with all three kids, it's a lot less you and I have talked about like water safety and water fears. Right. So and all, can, also us not liking fun. Yeah. yeah no, I actually I, I had fun at the beach with my three kids. Wow. Um so yeah, they can walk out. It's like being in a, you know, a very calm lake and they can walk out and there's no surf. And um so yeah, I think I Instagrammed like one picture of each of the three kids yesterday at the beach. So it's good to yeah. be back. We have year-round beach weather pretty much here, so lucky. It's good. But let's talk about my weather now. <laughs> let's talk about your weather. Let's talk about fall. And yes. what I want to start with is um well how, well, how do you feel about fall? Are you a fall? I love fall. Yeah. Oh, fall's always been one of my favorites. I will say the
1: first couple of days when it gets chilly are hard for me because I can't adjust the fact that I used to be able to walk outside, whatever I happened to be wearing, and be totally comfortable. And now suddenly I have to have a sweater on. I mean, it's just a little bit of adjustment. And, you know, in Michigan, you don't always know when it's coming. So I'm not always prepared with clothes yet. Yeah. You know, like I don't really know where most of my sweaters are, that kind of thing. So now I'm going to have to set aside time this weekend to start digging that stuff out. Um, it happened very abruptly. But again, a 10 degree swing. Makes a big difference. If it's seventy, you can wear shorts and a t-shirt. If it's sixty, you know you're in jeans and probably you know maybe a long sleeve shirt. If you're if you're like me and you don't like having cold arms. So, um. But other than that, I mean, the crispy leaves, like the smell outside, just the way everything looks and feels. It feels so cozy, and that's when I start wanting to cook more, which we're going to talk about today. And I just want to kind of nest in my house, and I do love it. It's one of my it's one of my Well, you know, I say that but actually I love all the seasons. I even like winter. I just don't want it as long as I
0: have it, but that's okay. Yeah, and I um, think the change of seasons I think is what is so satisfying to a lot of people, yes. whatever your favorite mm-hmm. ones. And then of course with fall, it's a little loaded with all the other things like going back to school and yes. we have all kinds of like childhood associations with fall, I think. So, well, I I think up-
1: I feel like like I feel like fall is the one that's the most abrupt. Like I think mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because spring always feels like it takes forever to get here mm-hmm. and summer just kind of is like spring just melts into mm-hmm. summer and you know mm-hmm. one day it's like 68 and the next day it's 75 and you're right. like oh wait now yeah. it's I guess summer um fall to me feels like a thing like you can tell the first day you go outside and it's chilly right it's a very different feeling right uh, and so that's part of what's kind of exciting about fall but I yeah. just interrupted you again no that's okay that.
0: I was gonna say when I was a kid cause I grew up here in California too and we have beautiful weather no I'm not complaining about the weather but we don't really have the change of seasons. I grew up in Santa Barbara, which is a little bit cooler than where I am now, but it's coastal. So it's very moderate. It doesn't get really hot or cold. I mean, it gets a little foggy and a little rainy in the winter, but there's very little temperature fluctuation. So I just have this kind of, I totally romanticized fall as a kid. Like it was something I read about in books, like the way you romanticize like living in New York when you read about... Right, I was just going to say, like, the subway. It was something completely other to me, right? Right. And so, and then as I got older, and I really did look at colleges and think about where I would live when I grew up, and all around this kind of very romanticized idea of seasons. Um, I just remember, like, reading books and seeing movies and being like, I want that. I want to go to there. So it's kind of funny. I mean, probably unrealistically or or unreasonably infatuated with the idea of fall, but... um, I we're did. always infatuated with what we don't have, though. Yeah, right? exactly. It just seemed. And I will say, we're going to get more into this, but I will say that the kind of like leaf changing New Englandy Midwest portrayal of fall is so widespread that if you don't have it, it feels like everybody else does. But really, yeah. if you think about like the variety in our country, not everybody has that fall. But in fact, a whole lot of people don't. Right. But it totally <laughs> felt like that to me growing up and anyway
1: i i did i'm actually looking at the cover of the better homes and gardens magazine that i have sitting on my desk from Uh this month and yeah it's covered with dried leaves yeah and you don't even you're not going to see that like you're not going to see
0: golden dry leaves where you are i would assume no and and not just me but like you know the whole like southern belt of the united states and different parts you know i have a lot of family in the pacific northwest and that's there's there's pockets of fall there but it's still different it's not not new england yeah
1: Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR.
0: But anyway, and then I did go to college in Chicago, and I did sort of like satisfy that lifelong yearning for real fall. And I was in Chicago for seven falls on a beautiful campus for those first four years. So I got to crunch through leaves and like you know, read Shakespeare sitting on a bench in the fall. I don't know, like these things that I thought
1: <laughs> <laughs> those things you thought in every fall loving person would do. In the yes, days. exactly. And then um, and on a college campus. I mean, you went to a Northwestern. I mean, yeah. it's, it's
0: ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just very picturesque. It's very picturesque. Though. Yeah. Ooh. But I remember that summer leading up to going away to school. I so remember the J Crew catalog and the exact pea coat that I ordered. I mean, I had never needed any of these. You know. Like I am about to wear wool that you need like sweaters. I remember yeah. my favorite sweater and my favorite, the pea coat that I ordered and this is whatever a, a, a number of years ago that would make these things not cute right now. But, um, yeah, so it was a very like very romanticized thing for me, but then I got to experience it. So I sort of realized that. And then now I'm back. I was 10 years in Arizona and we're going to talk about that also. But, um, and then now back in Southern California. So I have no fall again, but I have experienced it. And I still sort of romanticize it in a way. It's like very you and I might, magazine-ish.
1: It is. And you and I might actually own the same J. Crow peacoat. <laughs> I don't want to guess at what year you went off to college, but I think it might have been the same year I bought a, a J. Crew
0: wool peacoat. Yeah. I, went, I, I, went so. to college. I started college in the fall of 98.
1: It would have been that year. Yeah. We have the I, same peacoat. Mine is still in my closet. It's a nice coat. I
0: refuse to give it up. I don't wear it anymore. Yeah. But I, it's a that, nice coat. That whole catalog. And I, there was another J. Crew sweater that I had that was like pale blue and really chunky knit, like thick, like not even Oh, I remember that. Like super warm. And I, w- I wore mm-hmm. it more in the winter, but um, not even like super comfortable really. And so boxy, right? Like so. so. those boxy, chunky sweaters of the nineties yeah. would just, they
1: have like a rolled turtleneck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not the not the really like tight roll. It was like a big one, big like a cowl, sort of like a one, yeah, yeah, yeah. higher up than a cowl, not like draping. (laughs) Got it, like a big Elizabethan, you know, like a rough,
1: a rough, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh boy! Oh my god! Well, Sarah, I feel
1: like no no fall no discussion of autumn is complete without you talking about the piece you wrote. Yes,
0: that ended up going all crazy viral a couple years ago. Yes. So this is. I feel like I'm like dominating here with my. No, fall. it's
1: okay. I don't have much to say except, you know, leaves and, <laughs> and crap. Yay.
0: We're going to talk, <laughs> talk about actually some recipes and activities and maybe some real, like, substantive stuff. But okay, so a couple years what? ago. Okay, substance. All right. What's that?
1: I'll start. Substance. We got to deliver substance. No, All right. right. We don't promise All
0: right. anything. All right. So <laughs> here's my thing on Arizona Arizona fall is much like Megan, your April. So when you, you know, in the upper Midwest, when you get to April and you look at, you hear the weather reports and you look at like the, the country as a whole and it's starting to warm up everywhere. Like even the other people with yeah. winter are starting to come out of their holes and it's mm-hmm. still 14 degrees in April. And I know cause I did seven Chicago winters and you're just like so angry cause it's like, okay, I put up with January and February and now, it's April and I want my spring. So that's how people in Arizona feel in September and October. They're like, okay, we did it. We stayed inside. Summer in Arizona is like winter in Minnesota. You just stay inside and you do your thing. But come September, people get really angry because because <laughs> it starts yes. to cool down everywhere else and it just doesn't cool down there till, I don't know, after Halloween probably. I mean hundreds, hundred and five, hundred and ten in Ugh, September. Yeah. So I wrote and Starbucks, of course, launches the pumpkin spice latte every Usually Labor Day is when they bring it out. And I just like for a couple of years, I was like, this is so dumb, Starbucks. Like, it's why are you even trying to market this to us? So I was like, had a bee in my bonnet for a couple of years. And then I wrote a post just basically talking about how us warm weather dwellers feel about the fall flaunting that happens at the beginning of mm-hmm. September. Mm-hmm. And it was the most viral thing I've ever written. And people are so funny. Like, I mean, you can't read the comments, but the comments are like, why don't you just move? Or, like, yeah, because fall. people
1: can't just read something that's funny and just like, right, oh, ha ha ha.
0: And you know, everyone makes it about the pumpkin spice latte, like, I'm the biggest hater, which right. I don't really care. I don't order it, but I don't, I don't care. It was more the, it's more the like mass marketing of fall that descends right. upon you September 1st, no matter where you live. So it was much more sort of like poking fun at Arizonans. Rage about that, including myself, yes. than it was about the pumpkin spice latte. But I mean, do you, do, even, do you even do you even drink hot coffee when it's in Arizona when it's that hot? I do in the morning, and then after that, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it outside. when you're when you're in the air conditioning yeah, exactly. of your house, right? Yeah. And some people don't. I mean, some people just only drink iced coffee. I like hot coffee in the morning in my air conditioned house, but yeah, yeah. So I it's funny. I connected with a lot of like online fellow warm weather people after that post mm-hmm. that I still. We still kind of read each other's writing and stuff. It was like very much like a solidarity <laughs> from people in That's warm awesome. weather states who just felt like I'd represented their voice. No, I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Um, it's very yeah. funny. And we'll, of course,
1: link to it in the yeah. show notes.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, uh, let's take it back to the positive note. What are your favorite things? We've talked about the change in the weather and the sweaters yeah. and the back to school you mentioned, let's talk about home nesting a little bit. Because I do this, yeah. t- even though we don't get the change in weather. I just kind of feel well, like, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, you know it's different this year. Because as we talked about three or four episodes ago, our life is a lot busier right now than it generally would be in a September. But we're kind of getting it under control. Um, oh, and Jacob got a job. Oh. And he does not drive yet for various reasons. He will be very soon. But um, so I'm driving him to work, like okay. now, several nights a week. So as if it wasn't enough that everyone... Has to be at football and baseball yeah. and every place else, cross country and everything else. Now I'm taking Jacob to work, which is great. I really, he really needed to get a job. Um, part of why he doesn't have a license is I refused to let him get his license until he had a job because I don't want to pay for the insurance right. Right. <laughs> that I would require for a teenage driver unless he's willing to pay for it. And for like a year, he he didn't care. He was yeah. not willing to get the job. I was like, all right, well then you're not getting a license. <laughs> I mean, I really just kind of drew my uh, line in the sand about that. And I thought it was funny because I remember being so eager to drive at his age yeah. and I feel like kids these days don't care as much and I don't it's a thing now like well, kids not driving is becoming being a thing
0: digitally connected maybe has something they to don't do with care oh I think you're
1: totally right they don't need to
0: right, right. I mean if all we had was like a phone line that everybody shared then you had to go right. see your friends maybe you don't have to as much
1: and you know we live in a small town where he can get everywhere pretty easily right. um And I don't know, though. It's just – it's not as big of a thing. I think you're right, though. Just in general, hanging out with friends has become easier to just do digitally in a lot of ways. So he still sees his friends. Of course, yeah. But it's just not – it's just not really a thing in the same way Mm -hmm. it was for us back when it was like that was our only opportunity to get out and and do stuff. So anyway, he will be very soon. But um, right now, I'm not at home as much as I would like to be, which is kind of bumming me out because this Mm -hmm. time of year, I love to – you know, and we, our weather just got chilly like in the last three or four days. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, you know, like a hot last week. Yeah. Um. So suddenly I'm like, oh, I want to make a roast. I want to make yeah. stew. I want to make pie. I, you know, I want to bake bread, like all these things. Although I don't know if I've ever successfully, actually baked a successful loaf of bread. I haven't either. Bread. Not counting I've like tried. banana bread. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm fantastic at banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> and quick breads of all sorts. But like a yeast bread yeah. um i, I know, it, it, it eludes me a bit but I'm working on it um uh and i actually just did a podcast at the home hour which is back now you know yeah, kind I of guess. like semi regularly with alana Chernilla, who's a who has a book called the homemade kitchen and she's got some really great bread recipes in there so i'm going to try one out yeah, but that's, anyway that's great back to the to me the fall is all about fuzzy sweaters cozy mm you know, cozy clothes, boots. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing boots again. And I love that boots have been so in and they've stayed in because it really just
0: makes getting dressed easier. I think. Yeah. Like being able to put a pair of boots on. Well, that's that's what like makes us a little bit stabby here in the warm weather is that we like look at the fall fashions and just can't wait. But I will say that with patience, my fellow warm weather dwellers, um, our winters are very much like your fall. So I also had some, I got a great pair of boots. So last, boots will come for the you. The boots will come, but it's never when other people are like, you know, pinning them on Pinterest and you're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I
1: get that. So, oh, I, that reminded me that I have a, a Pinterest board that I haven't actually kept up, but it was called something like sweaters, ermiger, sweaters or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just people posting um, sweaters. Yeah. She linked to that as well. Sweaters are was great. actually kind of fun. Um yeah I don't know though it still feels so superficial. I think for me it's just kind of like knowing the winter is coming and you want it and you want to really embrace what you have before it gets really cold. I also know that the holidays are coming and I love the holidays mm-hmm. and so like it's still very much around the corner but we're going to have Halloween which we love in our family mm-hmm. and make a big deal of and have a big party and then Thanksgiving which um I don't make as big of a deal about but it still is a really fun Little, you know, way yes. to spend time with family. And then the Christmas season is Yeah. Kind of, and those holidays uh, kind of yeah.
0: anchor, you've got October, November, December. So it kind of right. like moves things along. I feel it does. Like, I feel like even though we don't have the temperature change, it's very much, I, I get very domestic. And part of that is the craziness of summer, right? I mean, the contrast to right. summer when the kids are home from school, it's harder to keep up the house. I find myself like redecorating in the fall a lot of the times because. We do have some little bits of fall decor that we'll bring in. And then I kind yeah. of rearrange things on the mantle and then I get a pumpkin and then you do a lot more Halloween decorating. I, I sort of do just fall-ish because then I can leave it up almost till right. Christmas. But I do find myself sort of like nesting in that way, even though we don't have weather for roasts. Um, do, you, do you use a tablecloth? No, but I know you do. And I feel like I need tablecloth lessons. Like well a, there's no lesson there's no lessons required. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> everything that I look at feels kind of like old ladyish. I don't know how to have like a oh. cool like not modern. I don't even think my style is super modern, but just I feel like tablecloth I it is something like either for fancy, so I don't know. Yeah. But I know that you're a tablecloth person.
1: I am a tablecloth I love tablecloths because to me that's like a really easy way to reflect the season that you're in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and honestly, I used to really worry about like always making sure they were vinyl or some kind of easy clean thing. I don't really worry about it anymore. It's not that, I mean, usually I can get two days out of a tablecloth. Okay. And then I just throw it in with the hand towels. Right. And we use, we don't use a lot of paper towels in the house, so we go through cloth napkins and yeah, we do too. hand yeah, kitchen towels like crazy. So yeah. you just, it doesn't take up that much space in the washing machine. You just throw it in. Um, I just get, like I have gone to Kohl's. They have like a really good line. The Food Network line there okay. has a couple different of uh, the microfiber where the just beads up. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And they do, you know, sometimes in the package they look a little stodgy, but when you spread them out on your table, they look fine because yeah. you're gonna put whatever on top of them. Right. Like if you have a bowl, you keep fruit in or whatever right. it is. Right. It's gonna make it look less stodgy. I guess is the word I'm looking for. And then um, T.J. Maxx. Okay. I went to T.J. Maxx and got several. They're like Calvin Klein. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, tablecloths. They were inexpensive, and they're just. Really cool. They just look really cool, and they kind of have this pattern that looks a little autumn, but not not over the top autumn. Right. Target has great ones. Yeah, I, just I, get something with a big floral print uh-huh. if you want to if you want to hide like food mess. Right.
0: No, that is so smart, and I just always feel like we have two tables. We have a kitchen table, like an eat-in kitchen table, yeah, and then we have our formal dining table, which is mostly the Lego Pokemon table, but right. um, both. I feel like they look really nice when they're wiped down, but I almost feel like they, they never are. So, <laughs> Right. A tablecloth. Well, and we ha- co- yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we have an island in the kitchen, which wouldn't make any sense to put a tablecloth on. Um, and then our dining room is like right in the middle of the house. You have to walk through it to get to anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not one of those formal dining rooms. It's kind of hidden. Right. In the next room. And honestly, the reason we started using a tablecloth was because the table that we have is this huge antique table that was my dad's... Um, and stepmoms, when I was growing up, and I told them, like, I want that table. When you're ready to get – it was very ornate. And I was very much into, like, a really old, like, Victorian right. phase then. It's this very bulky, ornate table. And then they gave it to me because I, you know, demanded it. <laughs> and then I got it and I was like, oh, now I see why my stepmother always hated this table. Because it's got this, like, really intricate scrolling on the side. Yeah. And it's impossible to keep it clean. Yeah. Like, you need to be, like, that guy who's, like, oiling it every day. Right. (laughs) And that's just not going to be me. It's got a lot of water stains on it. It needs to be completely refinished. And I'm not going to do that. I don't really care enough. So I just started covering it. And once I did that, I realized how just throwing, you know, like, in the beginning of the summer, like, a bright Mm -hmm. springy green on it made it just feel like summer. And then kind of going to, like, a more subdued floral toward the end of the summer made it feel like I don't know the end of summer and then yeah. now it's got this sort of autumn print on it and I don't know it's just I, I've talked about tablecloths now for
0: four minutes and that's probably too much but <laughs> no I really I, love them I love it I agree I think other little ways like just to do you know a front door wreath I've been wanting for um, a couple years to get a different fall-ish front door wreath mm-hmm. without it being cheap looking fake foliage because I feel like there's a lot that are like that um and our front doors are black which means they need something a little lighter colored for contrast like to look nice from the curb and and we have it's like uh, two doors next to each other not you know what I mean like it's a double yeah yeah yeah, they they open Um, yeah and so it actually looks better with like two smaller wreaths so I've kind of like had this in my mind for a while and I did we've talked about Zulily before but I just scored um two and they're kind of first Brian was like, they're holly berries. And I was like, no, it's not Christmas. They are, they do look like holly berries, but they're like bright orange. They're definitely more fall Halloween-ish. So yeah, I can even put a picture of those in the show notes, but that's another, really- that's a way I feel like is like one little way to like mark the season is a front door wreath or a little something on your You're mantle. Right. Or-
1: and that just reminded me that I need to put up my front door wreath. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I bought it at, at
1: uh, Michael's Using a 40% off coupon that they, you can get, I think, if you sign it for their email or something. Yeah. I don't know. They have like such a long
0: time coupons, ago.
1: Although, yes. I think it's a conspiracy. And wreaths can be quite expensive.
0: Like they're never, yeah. wreaths are expensive. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes the Michaels coupons, nothing I pick out is ever eligible for the coupon. Doesn't apply. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, jo- <laughs> yeah, Joann's is another place.
1: They, I mean, and jo- are- uh, Do you have, have Joanne Fabrics down there? Yeah, we do. Because that's another place that has the 40% off coupons, and I think that theirs might be a bit more- Better. They they may just be like actually apply to things. And I
0: think Michaels has I have noticed a couple recently that's keep that say, you know, twenty-five percent off everything, including sale, like no exclusions, because I felt like it used to be like yeah, find the one thing in here. Twenty-five percent
1: off something in this aisle, but only between, you know, nothing you actually want seasonally.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um so should we talk about food a little bit specifically? We talked about hunkering down and cooking more. Um you had a great post a couple years ago called something like a big old hunk of meat and like Oh yeah, big old hunk of meat. Four ideas for what to do with the big old hunk of meat. Um, so we'll link to that, but just in general, I know you do a lot. You do a lot more than I do, like roast chickens and pot roast. So what's your favorite or what are you looking forward to trying this fall?
1: I mean, I, I am not big on changing things up. I'm a creature of habit. So for me, I'm looking forward to trying all the same things I've already tried, which (laughs) I think in that post, I talked about stew, maybe.
0: Um I think it was more it was more pot roast? Yeah, it was pot roast. There was a roast chicken, a pork roast loin. Roast chicken. Pork loin. Yeah.
1: I don't think um, it's stew, but I didn't talk about stew. Well, anyway, I'll be doing that as well. Um I I like the idea of just here's the thing that made cooking from the family a lot easier for me was when I realized if I could just go pick out like three, you know, for a week of shopping. If I could just pick out like three enormous hunks of meat. Um it didn't almost matter what vegetables – and in, in our grocery store, it's difficult. I mean, A lot of them are like this because the, the veggies come first. So I'm walking – and ours is yep. kind of built like a labyrinth, the place where I shop. <laughs> so like once you're out of the vegetables, you don't want to go back because right. it's this winding serpentine yeah. path. And I don't want to go back. And you can't get from there easily to the register. So if I forget something, right. it's like a big ordeal right. to go back and get it. So – I almost needed to be able to separate the vegetable and meat purchases from each other so that they were irrelevant to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I'll just go through and pick out whatever vegetables look good. And then I just pick out whatever big old hunk of meat looks good, Mm -hmm. which comes after the veggies. And then I pick out, you know, whatever, like if I want rice or couscous or something like that, whatever like starch looks good. And it almost doesn't even need to all go together because it's very easy to make them all go together. Um, And so the big old hunk of meat did become a staple for us. And it might be something like, doing a a pork roast one night and then cutting the pork the leftovers up really small the next day and serving it on rice. It's really simple. It's not really anything too crazy. But I I think what I what I found about that was when I first and we're going to talk actually in the next in next week's yeah, episode next we're talking week. about food planning yeah. and stuff like that. So I'll try not to get too much into that. But um but I just found that like having that big old hunk of meat, even if each person doesn't eat that much of the meat, because mm-hmm. we're not huge consumers of the meat. It's not like the meal right. is all meat-based, because we'll all have a huge side of vegetables right. and whatever else I'm serving with it. It's just like that just made it all come together for me and made it very simple. Yeah. Um, and it's not as hard to cook meat if you're a meat eater. It's not as hard to cook it as you might think. So I used to be very afraid of different yeah. cuts of meat. I agree. Um, and I'm not anymore. I, I'm there's almost nothing I've ever bought with the occasion with the um with the exception of one time, I bought like pounded raw, like round steak, I think that had been tenderized. And I don't know, that didn't work out very well for me. I think maybe the recipe I used was bad or something. But because I, I think that's like really cheap, mm-hmm. like, really cheap steak that then right. gets like pounded and made all thin. And I, I don't know, I tried to fry it or something, it was bad. But if I get any kind of whole piece of meat, mm-hmm. it always turns out great. The steel's not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults.
0: Well, I think yeah. just to jump in, because I agree, I also am kind of intimidated by um big hunks of meat. Hunks but of meat I feel like. <laughs> um I used to when I would read a recipe or like like read a technique it would kind of bug me that it would the instructions were always to sear it or brown it first and then put it in the oven and i just had this i'm like very efficiency based and i just had i just felt like well that's like cooking it twice or that's like doing two different things and it was a little bit intimidating to me too especially if you're if you're browning or searing a big piece of something it's you know it can be splattery and greasy and whatever I have like completely gotten over my hangups about that. And it's now my, it's like, it's, I, I don't even have to look at recipes. I just feel like, well, if I can get this a nice sear and then yeah. put it in the oven, it will do the rest of the work. And I, you have to play around with the temperature and I'll Google something depending on what it is and how big it is. But mm. um, I just really resisted that for some reason. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I probably it. never learned properly to cook that particular way, but now I love that. I enjoyed like the searing of it and, you know, a little seasoning, and then put it in and let it finish. So I don't know why I kind of like had an issue with that for it a while. It does.
1: It does make it like too many steps when you're a beginner cook are very yeah. Very, and right. I'm like, I agree.
0: you know, I already can't keep up with dishes, so I think well now. Right. So, and sometimes I can do it in the same. Like we have some oven safe, yeah. like a cast iron skillet, but sometimes you got to transfer, and then you have like more dishes to wash. And but I'm a
1: big. I do. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. Dish. I'm just a fan of that now.
1: I was going to say I do almost all of my big old hunks of meat in a Dutch oven because mm-hmm. you can very yes. easily sear in a Dutch oven and then you can throw all the vegetables in and pop it in the oven. It's right. really simple. I hardly use frying pans for that kind of thing or, sa- you know, saute pans or whatever right. for that kind yeah, of thing at all anymore. I do have one, um, like my favorite, I don't even really know what you, I guess you'd call it a skillet. I'm not really that familiar with what different, like what makes a frying pan a frying right. pan is a opposed to a skillet, but it's got these really, it's got a high edge. So it's like about Mm -hmm. probably three inches tall. And sometimes if the meat is too big to fit into my Dutch oven, I'll, I'll sear it in Mm -hmm. the skillet and then kind of cram it into the Dutch oven. Or if I have to brown, sometimes, you know, you need to brown the vegetables separately. Right.
0: But again, it's not that big of a deal. Well, we have these pans called scan, have you ever heard of scan pan? No. They're, they're quite expensive. So ours was a gift. But it okay. is, I don't know how the technology works. We can look it up and link to it. Um, but it is basically a happy medium between a nonstick and a traditional where you you don't want the nonstick because you want that ability to brown and deglaze and do all of that. Um, and they are great. Like, they're, they, they're really easy to clean. They get that oh. nice, like, you know what I'm talking about, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the <laughs> of the an all clad or a yeah. something, you know, like a real stainless steel where you don't want that weird nonstick surface. Um, but they are also fairly nonstick. So I can, those are great. And ours has high sides too. That's what made me think of it. We have a big oh. one and a small one, but. Um. So I did want to talk about
1: stew really quick. Yeah, that's, I was like, because we, have, we have to make room for stew. Megan, Megan really wants to talk about stew. Let's, let's circle back to stew. Yeah. I used to really stress about stew. Uh, like, I don't, that sounds silly. I don't stress <laughs> about stew, but it was the kind of thing where I felt like every time I made stew, I had to have, like, go back to a recipe. Yes. And finally I realized you don't need a recipe for stew. I agree you just brown the meat and you throw some kind of liquid in and you throw some vegetables in and then you watch it. And then if it needs more liquid, you just add more. And if it's thicker, that's fine. And if it's not, that's fine too. I mean, really, you cannot screw it up.
0: No, I totally agree. And I had the exact same experience. I'm probably most confident experimenting with soups and stews than any other category because I'm still not a super confident experimenter. I'm a few years right. behind your journey in that, but um, that is one area where I totally agree and I had the exact same like, aha, that it really is. Yeah. And what I have one trick for, um, we do a lot of, we don't really buy a lot of red meat for home. We, we eat it and we love it, but we just don't buy a lot of red meat at home. We do a lot of like chicken sausage and ground turkey and stuff like that. And if you're starting to make soups and stews, buying a really yummy seasoned Sausage like chicken sausage Mm. or turkey sausage Mm -hmm. or pork sausage that already has the Italian seasoning or the spicy. And building your soup or stew around that because yes. the hardest part for me with soups and stews is seasoning. I tend to under season or like just look at the spice drawer and not yeah. know what to do. So that is like the best cheat ever because those those sausages are, they're whether they're ground, season. I get the ones that are yeah. in links, but I take the meat out of the links. Does that make sense? So I turn it into yeah, yeah, like just ground. The, um, yeah. And it's already really seasoned. So there's very little and the vegetables and anything else you put in there um, picks up that seasoning. So that was like, helped me feel like I didn't have so much responsibility when it came to flavor.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll throw in like a couple of my little tips for stews. Um, and I usually do a beef stew, although I like chicken and and like that kind of thing as well. If I don't have enough meat to kind of stretch, I cut it up super small, the Mm -hmm. meat. And then if you throw in a can of beans, like any kind of beans, kidney or what, black or anything, it really does stretch it. Um, I I don't like celery but I always use celery because there is something about celery in a stew mm-hmm. that I feel like makes a big difference. And I just cut the onions to where they're like I'm not a great chopper. So I cut them to where they're almost like semicircles at like little mm-hmm. moons, like mm-hmm. half moons. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Yeah, that, about that size. And I make sure to brown all the vegetables in a, in um addition to the meat, and I sometimes will just do it with a slice of bacon.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Cuz that
1: just that does add something, like yeah. a little bit of bacony smoky yeah. flavor. I almost always use a uh, bottle of beer okay. in my stew. If I don't have that, I'll use red wine, but beer works. You can use chicken stock. If you don't have beef stock in your
0: house, I mean, you can even use water. That's yeah, what we are getting at. It. Like, it really doesn't matter. For almost everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like You don't have to have whatever the recipe says. Right. Just liquid. If it's a stew, you just cheat. Yeah. And the other thing that really makes a big difference as far as seasoning goes is allspice. And I think that that was maybe in a Paula recipe that I read. And allspice is one of those things I have in my drawer and I never use because I'm like, what is it? It's allspice? It's yeah, like it I, goes in I have no all, idea what it it, yeah. It's for all occasions. Like, what is it? And it's actually got a very distinct flavor. Okay. Allspice does. Um, it's kind of, I mean, I don't even really know how to describe it. Like, I guess a little nutmeggy. I mean, it's, it's just, it's allspice. I don't really know how to say otherwise. But something magical happens when that is in a stew with beer. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of magical alchemy, and it really tastes delicious. So that's kind of my go-to now is like make sure you saute up all the vegetables, make sure you brown the meat, um, add some kind of liquid. Beer's great. A really stout beer, if you happen mm-hmm. to have a Guinness laying around, is great. Um, now I'm hungry that, for this. I, want, I think I might make sure. I want this knife. stew in my 88
0: degree. <laughs> October.
1: <laughs> Just crank <laughs> then, up your AC and make stew real quick. I know.
0: Well, I have to say coming from Arizona to California, I really, I make soup, stew year round because you are completely locked inside all summer. There's no, sense, right. like there, you have no sense of weather anyway. So you might as well. Right. I, think, I make soups and stews all year round, but yeah, it doesn't, especially those really hearty ones feels like you need the, you need your J. crew sweater to go along with it. Right. Absolutely. Oh. Well, we started talking about fall and ended on Food, which is great, because next week we're going to be talking all about grocery shopping and meal planning. Did we leave anything out about fall?
1: You know, you know, I don't think so. Because as it turns out, I just love it, but I don't really have any specific. Like, it's you know, I don't want anyone to get the impression that I, my family and I, are just rolling around in our front yard in piles (laughs) of leaves in our J Crew sweaters, because that would be inaccurate. And also, honestly, the last two years, I will say the winters have been really messed up here and our leaves do not fall and like the leaves fall and then the snow falls on top of them. There has not been that sort of extended because we've had late summers, warm early falls, then suddenly it gets cold, then the leaves fall, then it snows. And there's, it's been too crazy. Like it has, I've never had, I haven't had like my front yard full of golden leaves the way I feel like it was when I was growing up, which also could be my misinterpretation of what it would actually was like growing up right as well. So true. your gross rose Yeah, but uh golden you know, we colored. just try, we try to enjoy it as much as we can. We go to a few football games.
0: Yeah, it was kind um, of football. Seems, yeah. I was yeah, we yeah. didn't get a chance to talk about football, but you guys Williams playing football, right? And you guys he is high school football football's yep. big for you guys.
1: In our town it is. It's not necessarily for us specifically, but yeah, right. we, we'll go a few times and sit in the stands and do all that fall stuff and try do to go you out for a football few walks on and... on
0: Sundays like are you guys have football on TV? family john loves nfl football
1: he's in a couple of different leagues yeah like fantasy leagues yep. um so we do you know i'll sit with him on the t te- i'll sit with him the, on the couch and watch it i don't i don't really care that much i'll i'll like if there's a game where i know we have some stake in who wins i'll get into that right that game i yeah. like the game of football but i don't i don't keep up with the players and the teams that well so it, that kind of takes a
0: lot of the joy out of it for me and you guys are probably in a little bit of like a cross-section right of Rooting for the hometown team. You guys probably have bears and lions and Packers. We have bears and lions. Oh um
1: <laughs> here where we are, people are much more bear. We're much more of a Chicago influence influence than uh Michigan. Than Detroit. But hey, and, if and, Detroit is doing really yeah. well, people around here get into it. Right. So just kind of depends. Yeah. It's kinda like the tigers and the cubs. Like if yeah, if the cubs are doing well, people around
0: here get into right. it. If the tigers wagon. are doing well, people get into it. Yeah,
1: it is. It's we can be kind of fair weather because we're a little bit halfway
0: in between. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we definitely are. I just I just like the seasonal part of football and having it on and we get into college games too. And Brian's like, Hey, you oh. put on a
1: sweatshirt, you have yes. some snacks,
0: have my, you know? <laughs> crank up the AC and eat my put, too. put those little,
1: um, I always think like the most, I always feel like when I think about football snacks, it always involves like some kind of miniature wiener wrapped up in yes. something, which is kind of silly, but, or like a crock pot dip, you know? Yes.
0: <laughs> so yes. yeah. Something cheesy. All of those things. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, happy fall to you. and Happy yours. fall to you. Happy fall to our listeners. If you're like me, I would, I would love some solidarity listeners. Uh, email us. Hello at the mom hour.com and tell us if you are a hot weather person like me. And if you get a little bit of envy and sometimes rage this time of year. Um, and if will... any of
1: you have a circa late nineties, J crew P coat at home that you want to take a picture of. Uh, in your I'm going to find and a picture dogs. of me
0: wearing mine, probably in a pile of leaves.
1: I'm going to take a picture of me wearing mine. <laughs> I'm going to go find it wherever it is right now. And I'm going to take a picture
0: because that would be awesome. Um, So we will be back next week with a new episode about grocery shopping and meal planning. And in the meantime, you can always find everything we talked about today at themomhour.com. And you can always email us hello at themomhour.com. We love hearing from you. So
1: we do keep those emails and comments coming and reviews and all that. We love it.
0: Yes. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.